This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Manage Smarter Show is brought to you by SalesQuid, the app that helps salespeople discover why they miss quota and what to do about it. Find out more at salescred.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. You know, Lee, I know you wrote the book Sales Cred, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's a great book. Everybody get it on Amazon. But we have another expert in credibility in general, digital credibility, which is very specific. She's got some great tips. I saw her session in Chicago. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's virtual credibility, and it's, and, it, and it's a key part of sales cred and sales credibility because it's not just what you say, but it's also how you say it. And so since the pandemic, you know, being able to do it on camera and being able to try to make that same kind of connection you know, online that, and, and that, that we try to do in person, it's a challenge. Quite frankly, it's something that I'm trying to get better at every day. So I'm really looking forward to today's session. That's right. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong, the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith. I am the founder and CEO of SalesFuel. That's right. And Julie Hansen is on deck. Hi, Julie. Thank you for coming. Hey there. Nice to be here with you guys. This is going to be great. I That session had some really good tips. And I have a question specifically about one of the things you told people, and I want you to maybe have us practice it. You um, got it. Anyway, Julie Hansen. She is a virtual selling thought leader and author of three books, including the recent Look me in the eye <laughs> using video to build relationships My with eyes customers, are up here. <laughs> yeah, partners, and teams, um, which was named the top sales book of 2021. And through her selling on video masterclass and coaching, Julie helps sales leaders and teams to leverage video in a way that drives sales. In addition to a successful career in sales and leadership, Julie worked as a professional actor, appearing in more than 75 plays, commercials, films, and television shows, including Sex and the City. So, Julie, welcome. You're a wonderful hybrid. This is perfect for your area of expertise. So, I guess the first question I have is, you know, one of the things in your session you talked about was locking into the camera, but not staring into it where you look like you're, you know, you're watching a slow motion accident or something. horror movie right but don't <laughs> right. look away you might be watching a slow much. motion accident <laughs> i was fascinated but you even suggested a certain number a cadence for looking away i thought that was really interesting can you talk a little right, bit right right well yeah you know it's first of all it's so unnatural to look at a certain just look at a certain point for a length of time and some of us I don't know about you, but some of us, that was punishment, like go stare at the wall for you know 30 minutes, right? So it's very unnatural. I've got all kinds of distractions. So it's, uh, you know, eye contact, uh, you know, there's a reason I have a couple chapters of about it in the book, uh, but there's different types of eye contact. And what we, what we want is that, that personal gaze, right? That, uh, that, that gaze that we get when someone is listening to us, they're, li- they're interested, and it's hard to do that on camera if you're not 
you know, if you're trying to figure out when to look at the camera and for how long, and I got to look here and, oh yeah, look at the camera. Uh, I don't see anything, you know, that then you get this deer in headlights look, <laughs> or we get the, um, you know, we get the darters who are constantly, you know, going back and forth, mm -hmm. which in terms of credibility, like what do we associate, you know, sketchy eye contact shifty, with, right? Mm -hmm. Shifty, like something's up, they're guilty, even though, you know, we're just trying to get, take everything in, but that's, that's something we've brought into video calls that, that we don't do in person, Right. So, uh, so knowing how to adopt that, that soft personal gaze. And really one of the, one of the tips I talk about in the book is, uh, is thinking about just, just talking to one person, because it, when you see an actor, like, you know, when, you've probably had an actor, like suddenly talk to you through the camera. You had that experience. Like they're, do you know what that technique yeah, the is break called? the fourth wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When they break the fourth yeah. wall. Right. Cause usually they're just talking to their scene partner going about their business which is much how we approach video ourselves. Uh, but when they suddenly look at the camera and talk to you, it feels like they're sitting in your living room, right? It's like, ah, <laughs> you know, especially if it's somebody creepy like Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Uh, <laughs> but it's very compelling. Uh, but even though they have a million people watching, they are, they are in their minds thinking about talking to one person. Because video is very personal. Everybody is having their own individual experience with you. So, and if you think about talking to a group, anytime you think about talking to a group, you get more, you get more general and vague and presentational and formal. And, you know, if I think about, I'm just talking to Audrey here and, you know, I want to hear how you're doing. And, you know, it just brings out that more authentic personal quality in you in terms of eye contact, body language, tone, everything. So, so that's one of the um, kind of secrets that we can learn from this industry that has, you know, has been honing these, these skills for decades and we have not put into use in business for, for some odd reason. Yeah, Julie, about 30% of, uh, of the attendees on sales meetings uh, these days are, you know, attend virtually. And that was uh, according to the sales tools, latest voice of the sales manager study. So I'm curious, like, what's the number one mistake that managers make managers of all kinds, not just sales managers, number one mistake that they tend to make when they lead virtual meetings. Uh, well, there's, there's, a, there's a few, <laughs> I would, I would say, uh, first of all, when you, you lead virtual meetings, if you are a manager, I require everybody to have video on. Uh, because people behave differently when they're on video and they tend to be more attentive, right? Uh, but also, I think managers need to understand the power of that eye contact because, again, everybody's having their own individual experience. And as, as a manager, a leader, anybody who has a group on their, on their screen, they're often trying to read the room, right? And so they're talking and they're reading the room. And so nobody feels like they're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so understanding, first of all, the power of that eye contact. And I always say, and, and maybe this is what you were thinking about from that session, Audrey, is, you know, try to finish an entire thought to the camera. Like it has much more impact to say, hey, I want you guys to think about doing this to hit those first quarter numbers, as opposed to, hey, I want you guys to think about doing this for hitting those first quarter numbers. Huge difference. Right. But you also What's said to look away once every two minutes or so, there was a number you gave. So, yeah, so there's a, 
well, not, not even <laughs> that often. I would say uh, there's we can do macro check-ins, which is where we can sort of see this what's was going it, yeah. on through our peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that can give us some insight into what's happening because it's just because we're looking at the camera doesn't mean we can't see anything. Like we have much <laughs> powerful, more powerful peripheral vision than we realize. And then we want to do some more micro check-ins. Um, I say no more than every, you know, 30, 45 seconds, because otherwise you get into the, you know, the shifty eye syndrome. And, uh, and if you see something in your peripheral vision that needs checking out, you know, finish your thought and then check it out. Uh, so we have to, you know, reading body language and making eye contact goes hand in hand because you're not going to probably be good uh, at sticking with making good eye contact if you don't have a way to read body language or feel confident in that. And mm-hmm. so I teach a number of different skills in that area and also understanding what that body language means because it means different things when people are in front of a screen oftentimes. Now, let's talk about the. Oh, go ahead, How can Lee. you tell the proper position for your camera and exactly where to look when? I mean, that's something that mm-hmm. I struggle with. It's like, I, now, fortunately, I, I've got a light that I can look at right now right, uh, right. that helps me. But if you don't have that, then it's like, you know, what's the best way to figure it out? Well, and it's amazing because we've been on video for a while. How many people have still not figured that out? And I think, I think managers make the mistake assuming that their people have figured these things out because they had a virtual selling class two years ago, Right. Um, most people don't have a very good awareness of how they're coming across on the screen. And so it takes oftentimes an outside observer to go, hey, you look like you're looking down at me, right? I mean, it's really important in terms of uh, relationships to be on an equal status. And if you look like you're looking down at somebody or looking up, that conveys a whole different you know, level of confidence or insecurity, however you look at it. So First of all, knowing where your camera is, and it's harder if it's in your screen. Um, but if you've got a, uh, you know, if you've got a webcam, it's easier to instantly locate that. Um, and just practice because what it becomes muscle memory, and and that's what all this is. All these techniques that I teach in the book, they they can become muscle memory, just like we learn to do certain things we presented in person, right? We learned how to if we were. Um, showing something on a, a, you know, screen behind us, we learned how to perhaps position ourselves so people could see that, right? That's not natural. That's uncomfortable, (laughs) but we did it and it's not a big deal. And so these are just new adaptations and we haven't learned those. We kind of skipped, we, we got into all the technology and the tools and like, okay, here's a platform and, and you can do this. And now you can send out a hundred videos a day with this and, you know, get a camera, get a light. That's great but we never taught people how to communicate effectively on screen through a camera. Even if you have to prop up your laptop with books or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Mine sits on a box. I have a yeah. box here. Yeah. That's cool. Right. It doesn't have to be pretty. So it's just, and, mm-hmm. and I would say, just take a screenshot of it, of you looking at the camera at the height you think is appropriate and then look at it and send it to somebody else and say, does this look like I'm looking right on? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes people are, um, are off a bit and anything that causes some kind of distraction to our audience, you know, they're, they're distracted enough, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's very easy to get, uh, to- well, like that chat window. Yeah. If you're leading a meeting, you get that chat thing on or whatever. Sometimes that can be extremely distracting if people mm-hmm. are actually chatting in it. It's crazy. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
uh, which is good to have somebody monitor that for you if they're a leader, because that's, it's very hard to manage all those things. I think, you know, we've, we've learned that there's a limit to how much we can input we can handle. And so on top of that, you don't want to be thinking, okay, I have to look at the camera now. I have to, is my body language in, um, mm-hmm. you know, is it visible? Am I in frame? And those things have to be practiced off camera, right? Or off, you know, not on customers, not on your team, mm-hmm. right? You both agree on the credibility jam that being a trusted advisor is is the highest form of credibility. And so you said that your expertise is improving credibility digitally to drive sales. Can you talk about some other ways, uh, other things we can do to make that happen? The trusted advisor thing. Let's say I haven't met you, but I'm prospecting and I'm right, trying to do right. discovery. Right. What are some of the other tips you have? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into credibility, and some of that um, happens very quickly, right? The, mm-hmm. There's studies that show that we make a decision about whether someone is trustworthy in uh, in 20 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't say enough in 20 seconds to really f- help me formulate a, pr- a decision about your credibility. But what people are reading is your face. They're looking. Um, there's a study that shows they can. They can see someone else, they can watch someone else listening, just listening to another person and decide if that person listening is credible or not. So mm-hmm. all these cues are coming in and we need to make sure that the, the cues that we're giving off in this small space are serving us, right? Because I always, I always say people are, you know, most sales people are, are credible people. Like they're doing their best, they're trustworthy. You know, I'm not gonna teach you to be a, a credible person. I'm gonna assume you're already credible. But is that credibility being, is it being conveyed on screen? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Do you have virtual credibility? Which all it means is, are you perceived as credible on screen? That's all that matters, right? I mean, it matters that you're credible, but if people, mm-hmm. if you're credible, but people don't perceive that because you're doing things that you're unaware of that are damaging that credibility, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Audrey, it's like, you know, since you addressed it to both of us, it's like, I, I would add that, you know, it's what you say on camera, you know, and how you're seen visually, uh, you know, how you say it, it cer- certainly is one key part of it, but there's other key parts of it as well. It's like, you know, how you show up in email, uh, in, in text, uh, mm-hmm. as well as how you show up even before the meeting, because they're going to research you before the meeting. And uh, if they don't perceive you as credible, you know, in, in what they read about you before they meet with you or whatever, you know, their mind may already be made up. You may not even get those 20 seconds, quite frankly. And then that also the other thing that 20 seconds, I'm thinking about that is, you know, it's really important then that they can see that you like them, you know, that you're actually engaged and you're looking forward to talking to them. I've been looking forward to this interview for a couple of days, for example, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, uh, having a scowl on your face or, you know, or, or looking away or looking at your watch or something like that. And, and I think that's a really great way to, to something to keep in mind when you're making that connection. Does that make sense to you, Julie? Absolutely. I, I love that. And what, what people, what, what makes people start to doubt you is that incongruency, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of incongruency on video. Uh, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I, I have somebody get on video with me and they're like, Oh, I'm, you know, it's so great to see you. Like, is it? Is it? <laughs> because I look at your face. You, I'm not you don't sure. Work really happy you know? about it. Like you just bit into a pickle. Right. right. Uh, or, or, you know, in sales, it's like, we're, this is going to save you a hundred thousand dollars a year. And it's like, I'm like, is that good news or bad news? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I didn't hear the words, right. 
We're, We're relying on our words to do all the work. And that's not how people form opinions or uh, make decisions, right? Uh, a lot of that's, we're applying logics to a, a non-logical process. So certainly all those things have to be in place. We have to do all those things that help build trust. We have to, you know, do what we say we're gonna do. We have to follow up. We have to be, um, you know, tell the truth even when it doesn't benefit us and all these things. But that's, that's you know, the foundation. If it, you also need to show up in a way that supports the fact that you're a credible person, it makes it easy for people to see that. Mm-hmm. So in your book, you talk about the importance of showing your hands on video. So why is that so important for leaders and managers? Well, it's it's interesting. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> Let's all show our hands. <laughs> Let's all show our hands. So, um, so there's, you know, the having, showing open hands is, is a old, old sign of like, I have nothing to hide, right? It goes back mm. to the caveman. I don't have a stick behind my back. I don't have I'm any good. weapons. Yeah. yeah, I'm all good, right? So, so that is like ingrained in us. And there's there's also something that happens when we we shake hands, right? There's a you're familiar with the chemical oxytocin, which mm. is in the brain that it releases and it helps people build trust and form relationships. They call it the love hormone, but it it does so much more than that. And you can release that oxytocin in someone by through direct eye contact, which of course there's very little of on video and also through, you know, through touch, through hands. Well, we don't have that sense of touch in video, of course, but there's some studies that uh, show that just by seeing someone's hands that can give someone that feeling of trust and that oxytocin release as well. So, you know, it's an, it's an openness. It's like, you know, if, if I just see, if I show up and I'm just a floating head, right. Even though I know we're on video, I see a lot of people doing this. It's just, it's very artificial. I, I become more real. I become more authentic. Uh, I use my hands to support my message. And um, it's it, the kind of thing that you would do anyway, you know, when you're actually giving a real sales presentation, right. right so it's like, right. you know, it doesn't, and you like to say in, in your book, uh, you like to say, if it, if it's not on camera, it didn't happen. So right. if you're using exactly. your hands to make your point anyway, but you're doing it instead of up here, you're doing it down here. It's like uh, you're, you're wasting your time and you're not. Right. You're not- all that. Well, all that energy is going into your hands, but we're mm-hmm. not seeing it up here. Or maybe we're just seeing some weird movement and we don't know why, <laughs> because everything's connected. Right. So you can't have a lot of off camera movement and not expect it to you know, be in the, in the, on the screen. So yes, you, you have to either use them uh, or channel that energy into the upper half of your body and your face and your voice. Uh, because what, you know, we're basically losing 80% of our communication. So um, we, we have to replace that energy, right? If we're going to have these same kind of connections we do in person through video. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, we seem to have very similar personalities, the three of us on this meeting, but on your session, that was a very diverse group of people. And some of the people who practiced, it was really cool. Everybody, she had her laptop. They did zoom calls within the room. But there were some folks that had what seemed like a very low energy. So in terms of the energy, mm. you know, and not coming across as hype manic or hyper, but matching energy of the person you're talking to builds credibility. What about the whole feel of 
energy. Cause some of those people were very low energy when they were practicing. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah. come on. Right. Right. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. You might have a conversation with them in the hall and they'd be like, so anyway, I'm going to this. And I saw this great speaker. <laughs> so what happens is, you know, energy is really important. I think is it Tony Robbins said sales is a transfer of energy, right. And, and relationships are a transfer of energy. Well, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, the camera distorts a lot of things. And one of the things it does is it, is it takes away a big chunk of your energy, right? Because you're 2D, because we don't have that in-person energy, whatever, you know, we're transmitting. And add to that, we're usually seated, which is a low energy position. And we're in front of this, in this artificial environment and people's energy just starts to go down. So we've already, it's, you know, take the camera's taking a chunk of it. We're low energy and it's just, it's just deathly, right? It's mm-hmm. so you actually have to bring more energy to the camera for it to actually transfer. Um, I was talking to a, a, a gal who does, uh, she's this, the um, announcer for the Seattle Seahawks. And she was saying, you know, I have to bring enough energy for the other side of the camera, right? That's what I have to do. And so you got to get that energy up because I I wouldn't worry so much about matching energy on video because the other person is going to be in a very passive mode because they're not like you. If you're listening to this, you're, you're working on being more impactful on video. Don't expect other people to do that, right? When people get in front of a screen, they go into receiving mode, right? Think about it. You put up a, a, you know, in front of your iPad, your laptop, your a movie screen, a TV screen. That's that's years and years of training, and so that's what we're that's what we're up against. So we have to fight that in ourselves, and then we also have to understand when we see that on the other side of the camera that it doesn't necessarily mean what it would mean if we saw that in person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. How, how was uh, your experience as a movie actress? Is like, how is that? Uh, how much has that helped you? I mean, I, I imagine a lot into being an expert on these types of online mediums. Oh gosh, I you know I well, first of all, I was an actor. I was a stage actor for many years, which is how the typical path for an actor, which is, and I was in sales at the same time. And it's much like in sales, like you feed off your audience, you get the energy. You feed off your scene partners. It's all good. And so when I went to my first audition for a a small TV uh, show and I went in there and I just did what I did, you know, in person. And they were like, after 20 seconds, okay, cut, right. (laughs) We'll be in touch. And of course (laughs) they weren't. Uh, (laughs) But I learned that what actors do is they take on camera training to understand how to adjust, adapt, you know, connect in this new medium. And so when I saw after the pandemic, everybody just struggling around to like, you know, giving each other advice and based on, I don't know what, like I was on a camera once, here's what I think you should do. And it's like, whoa, there's, there's a whole industry that's been studying this, this perfected this. Why, why not use this? And instead of, you know, trying to figure it out on your own. And so that's, you know, that's really where the book and the masterclass came from. And I worked with you know, a thousand salespeople over that period and really heard like what their struggles were with making this transition. And, and, um, so yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I asked, because I know a lot of actors, they, they say they preferred actually doing live theater because they can actually get instant 
uh, gratification, but instant reaction then from, from the audience. And also in a way they kind of feed off of that. Whereas there's, they're, they're in a studio they're looking at a camera or whatever, you get none of that. I mean, it's like, right. at least on a zoom code, you get some boxes on the top and you might be able to see some facial expression, but beyond that, there's nothing. And so you have to fill in those gaps. And that's what I talk about. What, what happens is, you know, we have this natural communication loop that we're familiar with that we've known since we were babies. Like you say something, you get feedback in terms of either verbal or nonverbal from the other person that gives you the right energy to respond appropriately or, uh, you know, and, and it continues. Well, that loop is broken on video, right? Mm -hmm. Either because the other person doesn't have their camera on, or you can't really, you're not looking at them all the time. You can't look at everyone or um, you're, you're sending a video to someone. There is no communication loop. And so you have to fill that in because if you, if you are just talking to no one in the air, it's not going to land. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel personal and intimate. And that's why so many of these videos in sales uh, and marketing are not working. And we're wasting a lot of time creating these things that don't connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so this we have to learn how to fill that gap. This has been a, a very educational 20 plus minutes. And I, I encourage everybody to go to juliehansen.live, right? And it's H-A-N-S-E-N, not O-N, everybody. Mm -hmm. Correct. And, um, yeah. Do you, you want to talk a little bit about the, the, the courses in the class before we sure, wrap? Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I encourage everybody, the book is a real how-to manual, I think, is, as you probably know, Celie, from from reading it and uh, goes into a lot more detail about uh, all these things. And then the masterclass is a series of videos that I created to model a lot of these techniques from acting and how we can apply them in business and also go through, you know, here's how to apply this. Here's an exercise to do, because what happens is people look at themselves on video and they go, I don't like it. I don't know why, but I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't know what to do about it. Right. So this really helps them in a, in a constructive way, walk through, okay, let's, let's work on the eye contact. Let's work on the body language. Let's work on the energy. Let's work on how to deal with people who are very passive on video. And um, so it just gives them a framework because what, what too many people are doing is they're practicing on calls that matter, right? They're practicing on calls with their manager or they're practicing on calls with uh, their customer. And that's, that's very, very dangerous. You need to be fully present for those. And so this helps you develop that muscle memory. Well, fantastic. Julie, thank you so much for doing the show. We really appreciate all these tips. Oh gosh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.